the hero's path the zelda podcast is where we're talking about zach who we haven't recorded in a while so what did we do you just did hyrule castle we talked about hyrule castle for like an hour we talked like a lot about hyrule castle we could probably continue talking more about hyrule castle but we won't uh yet uh yet. i'll have to go back there eventually so at some point we'll talk about it again but for now we're gonna not talk about that we're gonna instead talk about a bunch of random stuff you did uh while getting closer to doing something important yeah basically there's two you know divine beasts left to go tackle and uh both like the remaining quadrants of the map all point towards one versus the other and so i'm going to head towards uh rito land uh because i want to get Rivali's gale mostly i'm gonna do that first then i'll go do gerudo land after that um so I kind of want to try and hit up a bunch of stuff on the way there, obviously. Uh, and there was kind of a chunk of map that I had not gone to in a way that we've covered yet. Uh, and it's kind of this area that's like adjacent to Mount Satori. Mm -hmm. uh, but along the way there, I stopped over at like the one place in Hyrule Field I never ended up seeing, which was Mount Daphne's. Oh, yes. Uh, it's kind of just a little mountain. Uh, there's an ancient tree stump there. And is ancient tree stump like the official name on the map? That is what I'm staring at it right now. That is official okay. name. It is ancient tree stump. It's a pretty cool location overall, at least in terms of how it looks. It's one of the... It's almost the sister location to the cool Skull Swamp on the other side of the... Uh, a little bit, yeah. A similar um, principle was involved in their design. Because here you have big stump surrounded by water. Uh, kind of like uh, that um, tower. Did you do that tower in this uh, playthrough? Yeah. Uh, so you did the Hyrule Ridge Tower later. We'll talk about that. But it's uh, you, you make a, a landmark harder to access by surrounding it with water. Mm -hmm. uh, the main way to get to the top of the stump is via this rickety bridge. Right. And it's guarded by uh, Lizalfos in the water and a bunch of moblins leading up to the bridge. And like one moblin on the bridge and then like on the stump are like a moblin and a bogoblin chilling. Uh, I feel like that chilling in their own is... refuse. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of, like, skulls and flies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that Bokoblin is there just so the Moblin can throw it at you. I believe it. That's a cool interaction. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing here. There's, like, a... Incorrect. Oh, no. There's that flame sword there. Yeah, I... The game keeps offering me flame stores, and I keep saying no thank you. Yes. I'm, if you do, haven't gotten enough equipment for this to be useless it's a very cool tableau of like there's a flame sword i want that i'm gonna get past all these monsters and get the cool sword it's, it's like a mini dungeon or a level in that way it's it's the problem is i'm coming off of hyrule castle where i am filled to the brim with mm -hmm. like extremely mm -hmm. good equipment so for the next like 
three or four episodes, I'm going to be just like, yeah, there was some stuff, but it's, I ignored it. Uh, which is, you know, ideally I should have ran across this the first time I went through, the first dozen times I went through Hyrule Field, but I don't know, I just missed this part. Sure. Uh, so I wanted to be complete and check it out, so I checked it out. Uh, oh, I also went back to the Coliseum. Um, and you were telling me that you, uh, like, went through it methodically and killed all the monsters in there? Yeah, but I did it a maybe slightly unsportsmanlike way and i got up on top of the oh. hill that it sits in and then went from the top down so i didn't... You did a james bond yeah we did a double o agent minimize scientist casualties run <laughs> of the coliseum ruins uh because you know you could run straight in and fight the lionel while every monster in the arena shoots like elemental arrows at you uh, if you yes. enjoy that kind of content, I suppose. No. I, you know, not for everybody, but... Not, no, I, the, the, I, it, it's partly my preference, but I feel like the game never taught me to enjoy being in a huge fight with a bunch of enemies. And that might have something to do with um, having played on Master Mode for so long. Because the we talked about this before. We talked about this a little bit. Blah blah blah. Regaining bit. health makes big fights very tedious. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, so I fought that, I did that, and then I went over to this Satori subregion. Ah uh, yes. Which is like this area around Mount Satori. Mm -hmm. uh there's not a lot of specifics to get into. There's some stuff. Um, There's plenty of stuff. There are a hundred thousand million Koroks in this area. See, that's a hundred thousand million things to talk about. Uh, yeah, I found this place was filthy with Koroks. Uh, I went past the. Oh, that was the thing. Uh, is that I had previously kind of ran through this area, uh, when we were doing our horse race because this is where the white horses. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I had kind of touched on this a little bit, but now I'm back here and there's a little park ruins. It's nice. There's a memory there that I ignored, obviously. Mm. Uh, I'm going to have to do those memories like sooner than later. That'd be a really... I thought you were going to do everything else first. I have to... What was your ruling there? What was my ruling? I, I have to just do them all at once. Oh, okay. Just, there has to... Spe special very special episode of a dedicated memories. story episode where we just a clip show we go over the memories uh which would be a very easy week for me to play which is great <laughs> um, um let's see oh there's a, oh but like this is a very interesting part of the map i don't know why you act like there's nothing here um we didn't talk about the like horse ruins when we did the horse race do we have anything to say about the horse ruins not especially it's kind of shaped like a horseshoe is it from a different game no okay no um it seems like i guess because it's such a uh complete looking and with a very specific visual style mm -hmm. i <laughs> i assume that it was from twilight princess or skyward sword sure seen it before no it's like i mean it's a, it's its own piece of architecture in a way that not a lot of stuff is it's up there right. it, it's on par with like 
the bridge of hylia and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that i i can see why you would make that uh that leap but it is not actually from there uh, until they make twilight princess 2 Ooh. Uh, um, there's also behind, kind of behind the mountain or on the west side of the mountain, there's this pond and this forest or rutile lake. Okay. And the surrounding forest have a lot of different items in there, right? Yeah. There's. This is where you can get every kind of mushroom. There's like a clearing with every mushroom. There's a clearing with a bunch of durians that's like way out of place but i'm here for it they're not supposed to be on this side of that i think there's one spot with like all the different flowers yeah uh yeah they just filled this with stuff there's all sorts of stuff on satori mountain i compare it to the top secret area in super mario world yeah you can get one of everything yeah only you don't have to go through a ghost house to get here (laughs) um the, but I think this is, uh, we probably have other stuff to talk about, but I think that it's placed like this c- clearinghouse of all the good items or all the, all the items mm-hmm. is placed specifically near Satori Mountain as like a, I guess, a developer thingy. Yeah. It's like we have this, you know, you, you wonder how much of stuff in the game was hey we need to plan an area to house this certain objective that we're working on and then how much of it is okay there's a section of the map we haven't really fleshed out at all yet let's make some cool terrain and then figure out what we're going to do with it Hmm. yeah to me it feels pretty deliberate Mm -hmm. um but it's impossible to say uh there's a shrine up on the mountain that i forgot existed okay this is mog laton shrine uh it is a cool one i'm reading my notes oh oh yeah it's the one where you have to use magnesis a whole bunch because there are Mm. like objects suspended from like scaffolding on like chains Mm -hmm. and so there's like platforms that swing together that you can kind of rock back and forth with magnesis to you know get some speed going there's like big spike balls blocking a path that you have to like either get them swinging and time it right or just very slowly skirt your way around or you can lift them up and wrap them over the bars that they're suspended from See, I didn't uh, know that was the thing until Ryan told me that. So in my notes, yeah. it says, and a third thing. A third thing that I invented. Uh-huh. Where you wrap the chains around a thing, and then you just walk underneath. Uh, This is the kind of shrine that, in like a more traditional Zelda game, would have been the theme of like a whole dungeon, basically. Yeah. Th- this is the Magnet Gloves dungeon. Exactly. Uh, but it's... <laughs> kind of sad that it's reduced to one big room i think it's fine it's i mean it's you know the game paces the puzzle elements way differently here than in previous zelda games and it's a little faster paced in some ways it's very much always have the other magnet gloves dungeons like doing like an older version of this would have been a lot slower and i feel like the pacing is way better here because it's like boom get in get out do my puzzles get out Get yeah, back to yeah. running around the world. 
So it, the game respects your time a little bit more, especially coming off some of those older games or even like the mid-level, the, the, like the mid-stage games like your Twilight Princesses and Skyward Swords that often have no respect for your time. Mm. Uh, I feel like Twilight Princess, or not Twilight Princess, I feel like Breath of the Wild is a game that has a lot of respect for your time as far as like getting in and getting out. The fact that you can save everywhere, you know, at any time. Yeah, yeah. Like... They, they put a lot of stuff in the game, and they want you to experience as much of it as possible without being obstructed. Interesting. So. Interesting. Uh, oh, there's a... I wanted to shout out to the, the Stalnox here, who was the first Stalnox I ran into in the original game. Mmm, scary. Not knowing that they were in the game. All of a sudden, I'm just being attacked by a giant skeleton. It's uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's not so much. Uh, we should talk about the very top of the mountain. Ah, yes. Uh, okay, so there's, like, this zone. Um, oh, shout out to the movie Picnic at Hanging Rock. Uh, where I don't have time to explain the movie Picnic at Hanging Rock. But at the very top of the mountain, just south of the location that we're about to talk about, uh, there are these three spires of rock. It's like one, the top of the mountain got split into three pieces, and you walk through these narrow little canyons. And it reminds me of uh, a similar location in the movie Picnic at Hanging Rock. Or I guess it reminds me of the actual location Hanging Rock in Australia, where they made that movie. Cool. Um, but, uh, in the movie, the Hanging Rock is this bizarre other world where, like, mystical or monstrous energies are focused. And here, on top of Satori Mountain, you, you walk through these, uh, uh, ravines in the rock, you emerge into an other world where there's a pond with a cherry blossom tree over it. And uh, sometimes there is this green radiance that suffuses the area. And there are a bunch of bloopies hopping around. We haven't mentioned bloopies on this show at all, have we? I... We must have, because there was a quest to take a picture of a bloopy, but I don't know if we got into it at the time. But bloopies are the little... They're little blue rabbit dudes uh that their ears are like big feathers aren't they i don't let me look at a picture of a bloopy i don't know if i've ever looked at one of these guys very close they're very strange beings <laughs> i was very glibly say it's always oh, it's a ghibli-esque thing but i don't actually i've never seen a ghibli movie so i don't know if that's true or oh not. okay i got to see some ghibli movies for the first time this year and i would say that um uh yeah, you could call him Ghibli. You can say Zach Shush. You don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. No, I I wouldn't. I don't know enough about Ghibli to say that. Me neither. Uh, but in in this game, you can say anything is Ghibli esque. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're kind of hitting that art style, aren't they? Um. Well, once you see some Ghibli movies, you will start to realize how much of a ripoff all the Zelda games are. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, everybody's ripping everybody off at all times, so it's fine. Uh, okay. Anyways, these bloopies. What are is here. a bloopy? Yes, it's like no, a. You just looked at a picture. What I, I'm staring like? at a bunch of pictures. It's like a rabbit with an owl face, and if the oh, rabbit yeah. ears were like feathers mm-hmm. or like leaves. And you shoot them, and they leave behind a bunch of money. Yeah, you shoot them with arrows to get rupees because video game. Because video game, but like it's one of the uh, most like overtly video game things in a way, but also it's much more mysterious and like abstract than many of the other things in the game which most of your experience in this game is um i was gonna say grounded that was the word that i was gonna say i don't know if that tracks because you go in magic elevators to the underworld of portal test chambers Mm -hmm. uh but like you don't have a lot of uh just mysterious like fairy tale kind of things mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. game, and so the blue peas are a good, uh, a good mystery thing, and they're linked to this other good mystery thing, which we will finally talk about now. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a creature called the Lord of the Mountain that spawns here sometimes. Uh, he's like he's the same like coloration as a blue pea, uh, but instead of being like an owl rabbit, he's like an owl deer. His face is like two different owl faces. Yeah. Uh, and he shows up here at night sometimes. Uh, I had trouble getting him to show up uh, because I would like wait like within like pretty close to the peak of the mountain. And like mm-hmm. I found a like a convenient place to sleep for the night. And so I kept like cycling through the day night. Uh, uh, to try and get him to pop up, but you have to get a certain amount of distance between you and the mountain, I think, before yeah. he yeah. would actually spawn. The um, idea is you're supposed to see the mountain glowing green yeah. from way off yeah, and say, what the heck? I need to go over there and see what that glow is. Yeah. Uh, I actually used the teleportation amulet for the first time doing this. Oh. Um, where I set up the teleportation, like, circle, uh, at the peak of the mountain, like, way behind the pond with the cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to go to some way off distant, like, uh, stable and, like, sleep until the mountain glowed. <laughs> and then I just used the teleportation to go right back to that spot. That is, I would not expect that to work. I would think that when you teleport, the uh, Lord of the Mountain spawning would reset. Nope, it was still good. Huh. Um, and actually, it's very interesting. So, like, then he's, the, you know, Lord of the Mountain's there. The bloopies are hanging out with him. Uh, I took a photo of him because there's a quest for that. Uh, or was there a quest? I forget. Um, but you can capture him. You can, you can ride him. Yeah, yeah. Because he is a four-legged creature in this video game, and pretty much every four-legged creature is fair game. Yeah? Uh, except dogs. You cannot ride dogs. Huh, because you're not a halfling. Yeah. Um, 
and I missed the first couple times, but he actually will respawn a few times before, like, the cool green mist dissipates. Okay. Which I think is just a timed thing, probably. Um, and I was ev- eventually able to get on top of him, uh, but I did not have enough stamina for the task. Oh. So. And you didn't have enough stamina drinks and meals to I, eat? I think by the time I got a successful attempt of getting on top of him, that was the last try. Oh. And then the dissipated, and I'm like, you know what, it's fine. I'll be back. You, okay. I know, I know, you can't stable him anyways. He's like the skeletal horses right. that you just you can't stable these uh more weird creatures. Uh, unfortunately, so, yeah, I feel like you should be able to stable the deer at least. I hope they have like more creatures in Breath of the Wild too. They should bring back the boars from Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess had a lot of enemies that would just ride around on boars, and you could capture the boars. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there are boards in this game that you can't ride. But, like, bigger boards. Yeah, well, you should they you should be able to ride all kinds of stuff and tame all kinds of stuff and stable all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's messed up that in this game you can't... You can ride the stags, but not the moose. Oh, I didn't know you could ride the moose. Oh. You can't. Hmm. You can't ride the moose, and you can't ride the snow rhinoceros. There's snow rhinoceros in this game? Yes. I don't remember this. They're good eaten. Really? I think you're making stuff up. Okay. <laughs> I I so barely remember Hebra. That's like my... There's a couple places in this game as I like played through the first time and I was getting close to kind of like checking out most of the map that I just like uh-huh. said whatever and it was like Hebra and the Gerudo Highlands. This... I was basically that way with the uh, Gerudo Highlands. I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't care, whatever. I'm almost yeah. done with this game. Uh, I don't, I don't get that choice this time. I'm gonna see everything. Mm. Uh, um, so the Lord of the Mountain, uh, is in this weird way a tribute to Satoru Iwata, right? I don't know if the Lord of the Mountain himself is, but the Story Mountain certainly is. Well, I think that's the idea. Yeah. That they they make, they give, Satori Mountain is like named after Iwata in this way. And you put this, you know, kind of godlike guardian thing on top of that mountain. And you surround that area with like this kind of, uh, in in game turn in, in, within the world of the game, unrealistic array of being able to find all the fruit and all the flowers and all the mushrooms. Yeah, it's like this special zone. Yeah, I, yeah. I I agree that the idea of turning a region of the map into a top secret zone in tribute to Awada is mm-hmm. intended. Uh, I think that the Lord of the Mountain himself probably would have shown up regardless, but maybe. I don't know. Well, I wonder if I read something that gives my interpretation more support, and oh, you if might I be, could remember it. You might be totally then. right. I might be forgetting. D- uh, does the did you look this up in creating a champion? Absolutely not. I forgot okay. that that book. Well, we're gonna wait for you to look that up now. Oh, uh, I have to walk to the other room because I put that book back on the shelf. 
Yeah, I can wait. All right, play the uh, hold music. I got the book open to the page okay. for the Lord of the Mountain. Okay. Uh, and it does not mention Iwata here. Okay. Does it say anything interesting? Uh, Lord of the Mountain is a spirit that only reveals itself on certain nights and can be found on Satori Mountain west of Central Hyrule. It is incredibly skittish and will flee if it spots a person. It is spoken of reverently as a guardian spirit. And then there's some concept art that is mostly in line with the final result. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I I'm just check... going to check Zelda wiki really fast, and if it doesn't say anything good, then I'll edit this part. I'll out. try and find the Satori Mountain page. Zelda wiki doesn't say anything interesting, but it lists in the article about the Lord of the Mountain, It under C also it says Satori Iwata. Okay. Which is, uh, I disapprove of imposing someone's interpretation That's a little, onto the yeah. article in that way. That's some editorialization. Yeah, but I but, think I agree with that interpretation. Uh, it's, oh, the, uh, okay. The Hyrule Compendium says it, the Lord of the Mountain, is sometimes known by its other name, Satori. Oh, okay. That would be where people are getting that, probably. That I guess, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, that's it for this little chunk. And so I played through all this and wanted to play more of the game. Yes. Uh, but I didn't want to do like too much because like the next chunk, the Hyrule Ridge area. I kind of want to try and do most of all at once. Yeah, it's a good chunk. But I still wanted to play a little bit more, so I decided to go do uh, the tower uh, that's over in that area. Because I was doing all this without the map being written in yet, and it was bugging me. Okay. So I went to Ridgeland Tower. Oh, and this is the tower that I described earlier. It's surrounded by water. It is surrounded by water. It's water that down below is a bunch of these, like, mushroom tree things that we'll talk about next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that I don't know how that works, but we'll have to get into that when I do yeah. more research on what sort of plant or fungus this is. Yeah, weird stuff. Uh, it's completely surrounded by water, and it's guarded by a bunch of lightning wizards and electric little foes, and it's yes. uh, pretty rough. It's really rough. It's one of the best tower dungeons, because it's this, it's basically one puzzle, right? How do I get past all the lightning enemies? But you have to solve that puzzle over and over again as you deal with each new enemy trying to get across you enter the aggro range of this wizrobe and then that lizalfos and you keep on having to adapt over and over and it's great or you try and run past them and then find out that the lightning wizrobes will chase you pretty far up into the air 
Aha. Uh, which I did not realize, but I guess that makes sense given their movement style. They float. They like walk. They like. Oh yeah, they walk on the air. Yeah, they will like phase out and become a little point of light that will, like, skip its way into the air with like mm-hmm. puddle sounds as if it's running on like invisible water, and then like reappear and then leave again and then reappear and leave again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's a cool effect and uh, it's very annoying. <laughs> Uh, I got I got up on top of this thing. I got the map. Uh, there was a dude up here that I did not remember. Yeah, this is a cool dude. Uh, he is here to study the bird people in a very like uncomfortable way, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, he's like very othering in a way that I'm just like, oh, okay. You do you, man. But uh, he wants to. He has a mini game for you. Yes. Where he wants you to, he wants to see somebody fly, and he wants to see a bird fly, but you show up with your cool hang glider, and he challenges you to glide as far as you possibly can. And he can magically measure how far you have flown. He's got a sextant or something that we don't see. <laughs> um, And so it's a mini game, and you... There's very good music. It's the music from when we did that minigame on uh, Koholint Island. Yeah, that's, there, there's good minigame music in this game. Um, and It's kind he, of a challenge to do. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get the max reward, but the max reward is just like amounts of rupees or something. Yeah, it's not. Um, but it becomes like there, there is clearly like one good trajectory for doing this. And that's down into, like, the canyon below. Ah, okay. Uh, and it's just really a game of just... Like, you're not really going to run out of stamina past a certain point, so it's more about getting height. So I think to mm. properly do, like, a run at getting a high score, you have to have her volley scale. Um, to start from a higher point. I guess. I'm remembering the YouTube videos I've seen of people doing ridiculous stuff. Okay where you you don't go down into the canyon you go over hyrule field in that direction and you carefully go over grass so that you can shoot bomb arrows oh drafts oh keep doing that and you have a bunch of stamina food on you yeah so you are this bizarre like you live in the air now (laughs) I and will watch that as soon as we're done with this recording, because that sounds really good. It's very good. The other thing is, um, and this is going to be harder for me to find, but uh, people who, uh, YouTube people who mess with this game, uh, have used the distance measuring function of this mini game to measure things in the game. And say, like, this bridge is this many meters long. And then uh, with that data, you can measure the relative speeds of different modes of transport. Okay. So you can see exactly how fast Link runs in the game's scale and versus how fast a horse goes versus how fast uh, a stasis-launched tree goes. 
hopefully I can find that video or those videos because there's some very interesting stuff in there. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it's all based on this mini game. <laughs> That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, there was one more thing I did this playthrough uh, to set me up for next time I play the game. Uh, which is I went over to the stable in the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured that's a good starting point for next time. But there's like every stable, there's a shrine nearby. This is the Tabantha stable. Tabantha stable. And I went which to. Which is the one that's right on the edge of the ravine. Yeah, the big canyon that we'll get to eventually. Yeah. In like two episodes. Uh, this is Shea Loya Shrine. Uh, this one is a puzzle where you have to stasis a bouncing orb. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's an orb that's on a, like, plunger platform that shoots it up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, tossing a ball in its palm to, like, <laughs> taunt you. And you gotta stasis it and then hit it with, like, an arrow or some such to knock it off of its, like, up and down trajectory and land back in, like, a hoop. Yeah. Uh, it's it's clever. It's good. It's very simple. Very easy. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of the shrines feel like them, like trying to reinforce that you have these tools and maybe you forgot about this tool. So like, yeah. Remember that you have stasis and access to this. So, although I'm sure that design wise, it's more like. Some guys are in a room saying, what can we do with stasis? Yeah. I need 50 different cool ways to use stasis. Yeah. Um, and they found them. They definitely found some. It's not like there are any uh, shrines in this game that are duds, right? Uh, There's ones like, that are like redundant where they, they would do the same thing and like the second time you do it, it's like the same or worse hmm, okay there was the two like shrines in front of death mountain that were like fire to burn stuff shrines and like i remember one being like good and one the second one i went to being like the same thing but not as good ah so maybe there are duds it almost just seems like those should have been shuffled a little bit better and been not next to each other yeah but everybody's gonna come at them differently yeah you can't guarantee that you'll run into stuff in the same way nope no matter how well intentioned that sort of stuff is yep or well planned out but that's it I, a shorter run this time yep uh but next time i'm set up to go through hyrule ridge which i remember there being a ton of stuff yep uh quite a bit uh i gotta start researching some mycology here i think yep 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 uh until next time Thank you.